Okay, now you always hear me say how amazing it is when the readings are applicable and how they tie together. I hope you were paying. I know you could be busy this morning getting breakfast, getting the kids off to school. But if you did have a chance to listen, what Joseph just read in that first reading was about the blood and the water. And the blood and the water is how we are cleansed. Now we read about a leper who says, Lord, if you will it, I will be clean. This is an incredible message connecting these two readings today. All right, why? Leprosy was considered actually a picture of sin and the effect of sin to the Jews. Now, why was it? Because leprosy was a debilitating disease that corrupted, and it basically made you dead while you were still alive. And even the rabbis despised these poor people and thought that they were judged by God, that they must have done something horrendous because they're, they're inflicted with this debilitating disease, this consequence of sin, and therefore they deserved no mercy. And this is interesting because this defigurement, this, this defigurement of leprosy became a symbol of a sinner's soul. And so they were looked upon, what did you do? Well, why were you such a rotten person that God did this to you? And Jesus clarified that's not the case. You know, like leprosy, it is true, sin is contagious. Um, and we can actually spread it by our example. This is very important. That's why it's so important who we are friends with, who we associate with, not meaning that we are self-righteous. But this is why good parents want to see their kids in good schools, so that the influence around them is one of virtue. Um, sin is contagious. And like I said, <clears throat> when we're around people who have no faith or values, then we fall a lot of times, and vice versa. If we have no faith or values, we can affect others. Now, one of the most terrible things about being a leper, though, was the isolation. I said this before. Um, you know, the leper was basically ostracized. Um, what's happening right now today in the world? Kind of a very similar thing. The leper had to walk through going unclean, unclean, whenever he went by, wherever he went. He was forced to isolate. He was ostracized. Hmm. Kind of sounds familiar today, doesn't it? And so this is a message the leper was banished from society and exiled. What's funny is because they thought it was contagious. Leprosy, known as Hansen's disease, actually really isn't. It's very rare. You have to be, um, your genetic makeup has to be susceptible to being able to catch it. And then it has to be sustained contact. It's, it's actually not nearly as contagious as they thought it was. So anyway, this leper had to live in quarantine, in isolation, and basically be quarantined. So the psychological consequences were huge. Leprosy 
And those consequences psychologically were serious. In fact, more serious than the physical. This is one of the concerns that few people are looking at regarding forced isolation, suicide, despair, great anxiety is skyrocketing. The, at least the calls of the suicide hotlines are. Those are up by 600%. I still have not seen official numbers of actual suicides since COVID, but it's, 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 it's very difficult people being forced to live this way. So the leper was so hated by others that he came to hate himself. So this is what we have to worry about when we just force this kind of approach. We, we have to be prudent, yes. But we have to be careful, too. Not to physically, not just protect the physical, but what about the emotional and the psychological? These things are being ravaged right now. Well, anyway, this kind, um, this is very important because this is the kind of man who came to Jesus. He was unclean. He knew it. But Jesus touched him. He touched the man and made him clean, not just physically, but spiritually. Now, we might try to point our fingers at who's physically clean, but we are all spiritually in need of cleaning. Let's not even think about the physical here, spiritually. First, when we despise ourselves, Christ's hand comes out to us. The second, it is of the very essence of Christianity to touch the untouchable, to love the unlovable, and to forgive the unforgivable. That's the essence of Christ's ministry and divine mercy. Love the unlovable. Forgive the unforgivable. Touch the untouchable. Have no fear. Again, not saying don't be prudent. Not saying that. Follow protocols. Absolutely. But Jesus broke protocol. Protocol was... You don't touch a leper. Jesus did. The law says you despise them. Jesus did not. The law says you stay away from them. Jesus embraced them. And so we can learn from the mercy of Christ. You know, Jesus didn't have to touch him, but he did. Jesus could have just said, I make you clean from social distancing so far away, right? But he didn't. He touched him, and in order to show that he was not subject to the law. Again, please, I'm not saying don't be prudent here. Social distance, yes. Keep our prudency, yes. I, am, I support that. We need to support that, I understand. But within reason. And let us not do what Jesus is not telling us not to do here. Jesus is saying, obey the law. So I am agreeing with that. I think the church would agree with that. He says, obey the law, but Jesus didn't have to. He reached out and touched. But what did he tell the guy? Jesus didn't have to obey the law, but he told the guy to. Same with us. The same with us. Jesus told him to obey the law. What was the law? Go to the priest. Go to the priest. 
who could declare your disease gone. And that's something. Here Jesus wipes this away. And he could have just said, hey, you're good now. You don't need no church or priest. You have me. You have a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't need no any priest. Is that what Jesus said? That's not what Jesus said. Here this man has Jesus Christ right in front of him and who reaches out and actually touches him. There is no greater connection of that man and his personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But did Jesus say, that's all you need? He could have. Certainly, he's God. But did he? No. He said, go to the priest and they will declare you clean. Are you crazy? Only Jesus declares you clean. Exactly. But Jesus gave that authority to the priest. And it's the same in the confessional. When that priest in the confessional says, I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, he is declaring you clean. And this is what is happening here. Jesus is not bound by the sacraments, <clears throat> but he is making us bound to them. Just like this man, Jesus wasn't bound to the law. He reached out and touched the leper, but he made the leper bound to the law and says, you got to go to the priest. Only he could declare you clean. If he doesn't declare you clean, you're not clean. It's the same with us in the confessional. When the priest says, I absolve you, you are declared clean. So even if you say, well, I just go to Jesus myself, so did the leper. The leper could have said, I am clean. I went to Jesus myself and Jesus cleansed me. I don't need anything else. Well, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, go to the priest. How powerful is this? Jesus said this, go to the priest. And this is why we go in confession to declare us clean. How do we know this? Matthew 18, 18, John 16, or Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, John 20, 23, whose sins you forgive are forgiven in heaven. Whose sins you retain are retained in heaven. Who is he talking to? The priests. Jesus confirms the need for the priest to declare the person clean or not in this passage. Why do we think he would change that now? In this very passage, Jesus declares the need for the priest. The priest is needed to declare you clean, even though God himself healed. And fascinating, incredible, but nobody points this out. We are Catholics called all the time onto the carpet to defend our faith, but nobody knows to point to this passage to defend the sacrament of confession, to be cleansed. The priest had to examine the person. This is back in the reading now. Jesus said, go see the priest. The priest had to examine the person, and then if they were clean, they began to reinstate them into the covenant life. This is fascinating because the cleansing of the leper signifies confession and leprosy, mortal sin. Leprosy is like mortal sin, and the cleansing is like confession. So mortal disease is, uh, or mortal sin is like a disease 
that removes grace and impedes one's participation in the church. If you got it, you can't participate. It's just like leprosy. If you had leprosy, you were pushed out of the temple. Then when the priest declared you clean, you were reinstated. It's just like confession. If I'm in mortal sin and I am removing myself from a state of grace, I can't participate because I'm blocking that. Then a priest declares me clean in confession, just like this reading. And the priest declares me clean. Now I can start to participate again, like the, the leper. I mean, why would Jesus change this? He's the one who set it up. Oh, I don't need a church. I go directly to Jesus. Well, so did the leper. And Jesus told him, you got to go do something else. You got to go to the priest. Incredible. And so mortal sin is this disease that removes grace and your ability to participate in the sacraments. But after confession, sanctifying grace is restored into the soul. And now that person can fully participate and receive the grace of God because they've been reconciled back to him. They've been made clean. Jesus uses the words and the actions of touching, just like the sacraments. You've heard me say before, form and matter. Taking you back to seminary. The first thing we learned in seminary about the sacraments is they have both form and matter. What is that, Father? The form is the words the priest says. The matter is the action. And Jesus is doing this. The form is, I make you clean. The matter is the touching, the action. And that healed from sin and the leprosy was gone, just like we are healed from sin when the priest cleanses us in confession. Sacraments make us different than any other religion on this earth. And that's why it's the true religion of Christ. He touches the leper and is immune to the disease of the uncleanliness, just like we in the confessional. Do you know that the Eucharist cannot be defiled. The Eucharist is Christ. Christ touched the leper and never got the disease. The Eucharist can't get COVID, can't carry it in the Eucharist. So let's not fear. Keep our churches open. Keep our churches open. Be prudent. Do what we need to do. So Father Seraphim, he always used to say, how to obtain God's mercy? Make a good confession and receive Holy Communion. You've heard me say that before. This is the perfect place to say it again. And so I finish going back to what Joseph read in the first reading, because the first reading is about blood and water. You know what's interesting? Father Seraphim used to always point out that at the three o'clock hour, Jesus told Faustina to do something first before anything else. And it wasn't pray the chaplet. It was actually pray for the conversion of sinners. That's why we pray the old blood and water before the chaplet. That is the prayer Jesus said will bring about conversion of sinners, the cleansing of sinners. Oh, blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us, I trust in you. Those are the words of Christ that we pray for the conversion of sinners. You have a son or a daughter who's fallen away from the church. You have a spouse who is not living the faith. You have a sibling. Pray the prayer of conversion. 
Jesus promises. It may not be right now. It may not be to their death. It may not even be to the moment that we don't even see as they're dying. But Jesus says there will be conversion, or at least it will be offered to them. And many graces for them to accept. Oh, blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us, I trust in you. So in the first reading, it says that the Spirit is the witness. That's why in the Catholic sacraments, before I do Holy Communion, what do I do? I invoke the Holy Spirit. We're following Scripture. In the Mass, I call down, it's called the invocation, the epiclesis, where the priest at the altar takes his hands and he lays them over that. That's called the epiclesis. We're invoking the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the witness to the sacraments. And you know, of the five wounds of Christ that remain in his glorified body, it's not his crowning with thorns or a scourging on the back. You know what wounds remain on Christ in his glorified body? The five wounds, the two hands, the two feet, and the side. Not the crown, not the scourging on the back. When you see glorified Christ, there's five wounds of Jesus, the two hands, the two feet, and the side. And personally, I think the side is the most important because in that wound, we have the blood and the water. The blood and the water came out of his side. And you know what's interesting? Jesus' ministry began with water and his baptism. That was his first public appearance. And his ministry ended with the blood. He got shed on the cross. Oh, blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us. I trust in you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.